What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! First, I want to repent to anyone that I may feel um, I don't even know what it made you feel like, but I'm always trying to pull people to engage with God all the time. And I want to repent for those that those efforts made you feel like you wasn't doing enough because my goal is not to get you into works it's to get you to get the word working but I understand that we can't go any further than those that are newest or youngest or don't know and I don't know if it may, may maybe there's some people come in and like, man, thank you for pushing me. I needed that. All right. I'm not saying I'm going to stop. I'm just apologizing for how it may feel sometimes. But I also felt with that release, I also felt like, ah, I get it. I get it. That Lord had me doing that for a season, and if anybody been around, that's a long season. But now he's like, let the soil rest, and those that want to go will come. People don't want to raise their hands, don't ask them. Now, of course, it's like, hey, lift your hands with me. But the kind of like begging people to engage with the Spirit of God, Man, I know for a fact the Spirit of God is here. I see evidence all around. And if other people's joy ain't contagious enough, then begging is only gonna make a person that don't understand more frustrated and feel like they don't belong. Now, I'm gonna do as God tells me to do. I didn't say I'm gonna stop challenging us. But this leads to my next point. Is that I was on the side, she's, she's, you know, in the back, I challenged the worship team about a few things. And one of the things I'm looking, I'm looking for more leadership. I'm looking for people to elevate to the next level. I'm looking for people to not just lead songs, but lead people. Right. And one of the things that I challenge certain people up here with the oils that's on their lives with Anna, she could be very sweet and tender and I understand that that's kind of where the ceiling of culture, where she, how she was raised in it. But you ain't sent here on accident. There's something inside of you that's going to take your family, your generation, and the anointing that was trusted in your bloodline to the next level. Right? And it's going to raise the ceiling for your grandchildren. Right? I'm not just, I'm not asking you to press in and it's about you. What I'm saying is every generation should take it higher. 
Right. So that's what I'm saying is raise. Forget how you was raised. Raise the standard for those coming behind you. Right. If you was if you inherited a one story apartment, then you need to leave behind to your kids two or three stories. You've been given something to build on, not be comfortable, comfortable in. So whatever your parents left you, you're, you're supposed to build on that even if it's nothing. But guess what? When you die, your kids shouldn't be left what? Nothing. Every generation. And so what I saw, he was just like, no. Right? The old, the new, she's prophesying. So I challenged her couple days ago it was the first time I ever did it on a set list and I said at the end of this song I want you to prophesy I'm not telling you what to say just prophesy and like a good student good disciple she asked what does that mean do you sense something this conversation a couple days ago day ago and I explained so then to come out here and she prophesies Right. I'm, I'm, right. It's, it's less about her, but it's really trying to bring your attention to God is speaking and you need to grab a hold of what he's saying. You know, when she was saying and when she was like, fear is gone, as you were declaring, she also threw in ad libs and said, it's done. Yeah. And what I told the team is I do not need you living anymore from your breaking through. Make a decision tonight to put on the new and do everything from new. Like put on a new mindset. When an old mindset or old mindset or old mindset or old idea or something that makes you want to go back to doing it how you used to, force yourself to shut up, stay still until the new thing overtakes you. Stop being comfortable with how it used to be. Put on the new and stop making excuses. The money ain't here yet. The resources ain't here yet. I don't feel new. You don't got to feel new to be new. New is nature. He's saying your new is new nature. It's not a new doing. It's a new being. And until you learn how to be, you can't automatically do and what you been is going to take over you and who God has put on you ain't going to have a life and you're going to suffocate it. Put on the new and get rid of the excuses. And I'm here to tell you, God is like, I'm tired of these same prayers. It's not knock. It's not ask. No, it's complaining. It's pity parties. Well, God, you told me to keep asking. You told me to keep... Go look up the word, man. That ask is the demand, the place of demand, command, declare, decree. No, fear is not my future. That's what he wants to hear you say. He don't need to tell, he don't need you to tell him you scared. You don't think he know you scared before you pray? But what he wants to hear is what he purchased for you. It's like if I go, if, if, so, so on Christmas, you go buy somebody something, they, your kids bring you the brand new thing, and then they, they bring out the old shoes and say, Mama and Daddy, I need, there's some holes in these shoes. Wait a minute. What was under the Christmas tree? But, but it was some, but look at these though. 
but wait a minute, I just, them, them some new Jordans right there. But the old ones I got, man, if we just buy some new laces, and if we just polish them up, but you so, you're in between new and old and God is saying, man, you got to cut the umbilical cord to old and you got you to get out the hospital because you, birth, you, you, the new, you don't have to wait. It's, it's in your life. You just, the revelation, the revelation of what God is doing. You have changed. You have grown. You do have the spirit of courage in you, but, but every time you get afraid, what's familiar is you reach to the shelf and you just grab complaining you just grab shrinking you just man put on the new I don't know who this is for I don't care if it's for one person but these songs is put on the new you don't need another altar call you don't need a prayer line you don't need another apostle on a YouTube you don't need another prophet giving you a word man be favor over the word that you've gotten this is not you don't have the excuse no more that you go to a church that ain't live where the prophetic voice ain't and the gifts ain't. You know, some of y'all don't have no more excuses. The word of God flows in this place. Whether it's through me, Elder John, Elder Roseanne, worship team, Grace, you name it. How many people have come up here and spoke the word of God? Sion, Danny, you can go on and on. No way, you go on and on. So it ain't a word issue. It's a do issue. It's a be issue. It's a revelation issue. It's a discipline issue. So, man, we got to put the new on and make that decision before we walk out this door tonight. I, I'm, I'm ready to face whatever challenge. And I just feel it in my spirit. And I, I was back there and I had a message and then I just put together like 30 more 30 new slides for you and I hope it I hope it resonates with you what I'm about to preach or I just miss God tonight but I'm going to take that risk but I feel like God has something it's it's an urgency and I pray that the anointing of urgency and passion is up on me to deliver this in such a way that you actually get it in your bones you know, like good pancakes and good syrup, like it just gets, it sticks to your ribs, right? It's not like chips. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like something to stick like ribs and barbecue. And you know what I'm saying? Like you, I hope tonight stick to your ribs. But tonight's message ain't for nobody that want to stay the same. I, I know that much. Can we get into this word? Yeah. All right, tell your neighbor, you got to get ready or move somewhere else. Jesus name in Jesus name help me Jesus help me Jesus on you can put it back here just in case I don't know if that'll look bad nah it's cool just leave it just move it just move it um, how many people you got you know you don't got no jacket on okay that, that's a sign that people is kind of warm all right, all right, it's been all, thank you, thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, heat this place up supernaturally. Father, we thank you, Troy, I think this is your water with the top off, you know, that's you, that's you, all right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. I thank you that we have ears to hear, ears to hear. Thank you we have eyes to see.
I thank you, Father, we come against any offense and that we are willing tonight to accept the word. And I declare that the word will take, it will take. Lord, I thank you that we could take, what is that, what is that, what is that, uh, what is that, uh, not the oxygen mask, but when, when they put you on a ventilator. ventilator. I, th I pray that some of y'all take the ventilator off tonight and learn how to breathe on your own. I was in the back. No, I was right there, and uh, like it really matters where I was to y'all, but whatever, it don't matter. <laughs> I saw this, Troy. I felt it in my spirit. I'm like, okay, God, why I'm moving like this? And there's certain ways I move and God is speaking, right? That's why praise dancing is done right, done right. Praise dancing and prophetic dancing and flags and all that. Like there's, there's, um, there's power. We were made to move. Right? There's a lot of healing that happens because we move. There's a lot of things that change because we move. Right? What the enemy want to do is keep us still. But this is, this is what, what I saw. As Anna Beth was singing the, the, the new, as we were singing the new, Lord says in this season, and he that has ears, please hear. The Lord said is in this season is... There will be at least five dimension shifts going up. So we don't go to the next level. We go, we, we go, we, we go to dimensions. Right? There's, <clears throat> there's several heavens, right? You look at the sky, you look at space, you look at where God, you know. Anyways, so dimensions. Say dimension. And what he showed me was this. Some of you have been experiencing seemingly What's that like every time I take two steps forward it seems like I take one what back so you feel like you've had revelation you've had good Sunday you've had a couple good weeks and then it's like here come the devil I put these up the devil I'm nowhere in sight but the devil is for sure on sight and what I saw what I saw is those moments that feel I'm, I'm here to tell I, I don't know who this is for but these motions is because of you. Or they are illusions that you're going backwards. Okay? I've said it over and over. This is not a season to be double-minded, confused, and have a bunch of noise around you. This is a season where you need... It's like when um, uh, 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 Joseph told him, hey, 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 listen, what this dream mean is you need... You, get, you about to bubble up, but you better save up because it's about to be seven years where you're going to need that money. We're in a season where you you about to bubble up in experiencing God. You're going to have some breakthrough. 
but what's to come, you are going to need these next several years of experience with God to withstand what's coming after that. <laughs> Ain't that prophetic? Prophetic can't tell you what's coming after that. What he showed me is there is progress being made. You are going to new levels, new dimensions. But what he said, you get this picture, you're ever driving in the fog. You can only see what's in front of you, but then there's a clear patch. Just like there was a foggy patch, there is a clear patch, and then shortly after that, guess what comes? More fog. He, he, I, I just saw this picture super clear, and it's, it's gonna be like that for a little while for some people. But what you have to know is number one, God is moving. Number two, you're not losing like how it feels. Number three, you're not missing out on nothing. Okay? It's like that fog. You, you driving through fog. You driving slow. Knuckles turning white. You keep breaking. And then it all of a sudden lifts. And it's clear. As soon as you start getting comfortable, you like smash and you like, okay, turn the music back up and then fog, boom. <laughs> Especially when you're in the mountains. <laughs> right, you heard that, right? We often think going higher puts us out of reach of obscurity. No, obscurity is at every level. It's just your vision changes as you go higher. You don't think, I was, I, I, uh, I was a child. But just because Paul matured didn't make persecution go away. Peter was still faced with persecution, but because of his revelation, he wasn't denying Jesus no more. He grew up in his faith. So what you have to hear very clear is that God has taken us higher because he needs us higher. So this has nothing to do with how much you do, but how much you are connected with the Lord will determine how you steward higher. You don't want to take notes. You don't want to listen. As you go higher, you're going to end up. What happens is not being equipped to go higher causes frustration. So you can get promoted, but because you didn't take the season before, that's why the enemy wants you in this season or last season complaining, pouting, offended, but God promoting you and you getting frustrated because you think things for the change, but the thing is you didn't change. God is always preparing us for higher. He's never preparing us for stagnant or backwards. He's always preparing us for higher. You will never 
experience God if he didn't come to sow something in you that he intended to be fruitful. Every encounter with the Lord, he visited to sow something. These next five years is about to be some of the most fruitful, see, fruitful years of a lot of our lives. They, they include me. Include me. But boy, I'm telling you, clarity is vital. Wisdom is vital. Patience is vital. And having the right people in your ear is vital. You can have 10 people around you, but you cannot have 10 people in your ears. You can have friends, but not all friends are counselors. I'm giving some wisdom tonight and instruction tonight. So if you come up on some bogus season, do not blame God. This is the only reason I go to church is to hear from the Lord. Let it burn. Now, now, now what, what, I'm, what um, um, I don't have a lot of stuff highlighted for you and all that because that just happened, okay? But tonight he just, if I was to make up a title, is the passion to fight. The passion to fight. The pa it ain't going to be up there. It's just let it burn. I ain't have time to make no cute little thing for you, but the passion to fight. Passion to fight. Say fight. fight. Listen, listen. Um, passion to fight. The Lord says that we, I'm saying we, I know there's some fighters in here, but the Bible says if one is down and sad, then all of us down and sad. If one of us is happy and all of us happy. If, if, you know what I'm saying? We all rejoice at someone's success, right? Because we all succeed when you succeed. We don't know how to fight. You got that in the back? Believers don't know how to fight. And let alone know how to fight. I'm talking about fight right. Oh, we know how to be emotional. We know how to tell people off. I ain't talking about carnal fighting. I know it's a few people in here can throw them things. I'm talking about fight. See, because the person that like barking a lot, the Lord saying, you don't know how to shut up. And it's in your shut up that you make progress. It's in your shut up that I can fight for you. There's marriages. It's like we, we just get in marriage and we forget um, that's, a, that's a sparring partner. So I actually need to get along with my wife in order to fight effectively spiritually. This is what we got to understand. Anyone that I'm in covenant with and been called to, I have to make sure that relationship is, 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 is right if I'm going to fight. You can't be a boxer and every time you go to the corner, you arguing. Right? We don't know how to fight. If we knew how to fight, we would pick friends differently. We, we would pick spouses differently. We would pick what we say differently. 
We would be patient. We wouldn't hurry up. We wouldn't rush. And a lot of the way we fight speaks to our maturity or lack thereof. But we don't understand. We entered a fight. We were born hated. Enemy did everything to not have you enter this world. Oh, I was born in a toe-up family. Who you think helped destroy the family before you even got here? So you can have a net, you had a narrative to lose before you even entered the world. But then God chose to put me in the hands of an alcoholic. God chose to put me in the hands of a single parent household. Yeah, they got choices. At the same time, God knew the possibilities and he knew that there was a chance that my parents wouldn't be together. Or I was going to grow up in Oakland around pimps and prostitutes and drugs and the crack era. He knew to put me in this earth in 77 in Oakland, California to a mama named Deborah and a daddy named Ron. He knew what he was doing, my uncle a crackhead. He knew what he was doing being raised by a single grandmama. He knew he that was all intentional. And this is why he's saying, put on the new. Stop complaining about what happened to you. Stop falling victim. I've done a new thing. I know what I had you be born into, but that's why, I, for, that's why my son died, so you can be born again and I can do my new thing. We got we to gotta stop being so territorial over things God is saying is over. You fighting for the wrong thing, let them have it. What are you fighting for? Let them have it. Let the devil have it. Let your friends have it. Let your ex have it. Let them have it. He says, if you, if you, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. He said, first of all, humble yourself. He will exalt you. First step, humble. Humility. Surrender. But some of you wondering why you are frustrated when you've surrendered. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus. Right, you get what I'm saying? But this second part, we didn't sing the other verse. The timing's up to you. (laughs) And so much of our energy, y'all ready for this? So much of our energy is wasted on figuring out timing. And here's what he's saying is leave timing up to me. Just fall up under me. Let me do this thing. Because the part you don't have that God has, he has the full picture. He's already went to the end. We're starting his finished work. He went to the end and then he went back 
and then it was the beginning. He went to the end. He's the starter and the what? He can't tell you he's the finisher if there's an incomplete work. He can't promise you that he can't promise you that he is committed to the end if he don't know. He can't say you got an expected end. He can't call himself Alpha and Omega if he ain't seen Omega. So when we fight against God, we're fighting against somebody that's seen it all. And will trust somebody with two eyes. <laughs> that's still trying to figure it out they self. We'll put all our hope in somebody that still needs hope. But the hope and the king of glory we're going to second guess. And we'll second guess God before we even second guess the person who we should be second guessing. You got some friends that need a background check. Security. Right, you're trying to check all the facts with God, but you got some people in your life that you should be running their numbers. He says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. So many people will come to hear. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I need the Lord to deliver this message because he just gave it to me. So y'all going to have to bear with me. I'm giving it to you as I see it. Folks who come to the altar. <laughs> Lord, I'm done. <laughs> Jesus, Lord, I'm done. I'm tired of all of this. All of this. Fear is not my future. You are. And they get up. Heartbreak is not my heart. You are. No. And go back to their seat. <laughs> and you think because you came to the altar. You humbled yourself by coming to the altar. But you took it right back into your hands. <laughs> he said, leave it. Like, leave it. Stop talking about it. Leave it. Like even purge your conversations. Like what don't I need to talk about no more? What don't I need to complain about no more? Complaining paralyzes progress. Right, you, you, if you're learning something new, you're going to mess up for a while. Right, ask Coach, ask Coach JT, he, teaching all these people how to dribble and do all these things. Man, some of these moves, you're not going to get no handle the first time. But you don't get the handle without continuously. And it's not just learning how to dribble. You also got to develop muscles to dribble. All these little, you got to build these forearms up to dribble like that. You got to handle the ball. Yeah. 
And this is what timing is about. Developing the small muscles. You just want quads. You just want chests. Right? You just want calves. But man, if you're going to actually do anything great and be agile, you got to develop tendons and you got to develop small muscles. You just want the boom, but God's like, man, we just need somebody, we just need you to focus on your neck because when the devil come through and hit you, you ain't supposed to get whiplash. It looks stupid that the people in the gym just doing this. You do a lot of stupid looking stuff working out with Andrew. <laughs> but if you stuck under a car, that you better call Andrew. Better know who to call. <laughs> Bishop Bone Broth right there. <laughs> he said, all right, I got to stop clowning around. I, I already don't know what I'm doing right now. Let's, I'm going to pour out these worries and stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. Be well balanced and always alert. Be well balanced and always alert. Be well, this is, this, is, this is what going to a church like this is. You might Monday, Tuesday get a little off balance. You come Wednesday, you're like, yes, sir! <laughs> you might stumble on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, get here Sunday, you get straightened up. All right, you got to stay around environments like this because we got to keep our posture. Right? Some of y'all got friends keep you wobbling all day. Right, little one, one Saturday it'll throw you off for a few weeks for some of you, especially if your mind is weak. It says, be well balanced. Here you go, and alert because your enemy. I love how he didn't say our enemy. Because let, let me help you. Everybody got it. There is the enemy, but it's the same thing. Every yeah, there's one God, but my God shall do. My God shall supply. Why is he my God opposed to yours? Because you're still struggling on giving. I'm not. So I know my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory because that's where my faith is. So I'm going to say my God, the same person that said my God, the same person said your devil because your devil can't pull the same tricks on me. So that's your devil. That's your demons you got to fight. That's your strongholds you got to fight. But everybody got to fight. Say everybody got to fight. Everybody got to fight. It says, your enemy, the devil, roams around. He just roaming. Like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. I love it because he didn't say going around like a biting lion. And we fainting over the roar. All he could do is suggest. Remember, this devil is not all-knowing. He gets a lot of his information from our mouth and our posture. Only God is all-knowing. So the enemy, he roars. He drops Scooby Snacks on the... See, he throws down baits. 
He makes suggestions. He plants lies. He brings familiar spirits, people that understand me. Right? He brings offense. He brings, he brings different things, but he cannot. He can take advantage of your complaining, but it ain't the devil you complaining. He takes advantage of your pain, but it ain't the devil causing pain. Right? We got to get our mind off the devil and put our mind on the king and what he has armed us with and what he is doing in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is working within us. There's something in you that you need to step into. You're not weak. You acting weak, you being weak, but you can't have Jesus in you and be weak. Your choices are weak, but you ain't weak. You ain't acting courageous, but you got courage in you. You got to pick it up. You got to release it. Get around other courageous people. Stop getting around people who support your weak decisions because they need your support in a weak decision. God has done something in you through the blood of Jesus. Now, if you just want to roll over and die, then go ahead and roll over and die. Right? If living a life of destruction and death and complaining and having dark clouds over you, if that's the life, then man, whoop de whoop. Live it. But don't be in the middle. And I think this is what my father is talking about. You are lukewarm. You're in between. If he's God, then act like he's God. If he's Savior, then act like you saved. They didn't got you out the water, but they still dragging you on the back of the gazebo because you want to stay in the water. It's like get out the water. The boat is here trying to take you to shore. You done almost drowned and you talking about I still want to swim. Get that water out your lungs first. <laughs> Jesus Christ, help us today. Roaring, lying, seeking whom he may devour. Why he seek? Why did it say he's seeking everybody? Because he can't get everybody. But he looking, I was watching Meat Eater. Meat Eater, he was on the hunt. And he was looking for, I forget what it was, some goat. And boy, he was looking, there was some in a pack. They're in Hawaii. He's looking for a pack. He, was, he saw a pack. And uh, they caught wind of them, literally, because you know, these men so cool, the wind blows, what you hope is the wind don't blow, because they take the scent to the, that's all I know about hunting. <laughs> but here you go. He was like, all right, we're gonna, the wind is blowing this way, we're going to walk this way. And they found a goat all by himself. It's like, got him. Got him. And that's how lions hunt. They will go <laughs> and find thousands. And they'll sit back patient. Little animals and bisons and all of them just over there. <laughs> just, how y'all doing? <laughs> Drinking up all that water. <laughs> just playing with each other. Just 
That's how they be. That's how they be. You see the little skip? <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 then one or two of them get wind of them. However, they get wind of them, but it's like you focused on the one. There's the one that's resting and chilling, and then there's a couple other little minions over there. And their job is just to chase you. But they're chasing you towards the one that was appointed to eat you. I hope you heard what I just said because some of the stuff you're running from, it ain't the one. It's camouflage devil, it's illusion demon. You seeing stuff. Mind playing tricks on you. Ghetto boys. That's back in the day. Right? And that's why we got to be careful what we magnify because when something really big does come, we've misjudged, we've misgaged. Perspective. Take a decisive stand against him. You see this? Take a decisive stand. Some of you like, right? Take a decisive, make a decision. The devil is under your feet and he gonna stay. Stop playing. Stop putting them under your feet and saying, hey, you wanna come out and play today? I'll give you a break. <laughs> right? Don't put them under your feet. Hey, devil, you wanna come out and play? I'll give you a break today. You can play with me. And that's what Eve did. She got in a conversation. She, she, she didn't have to talk or explain. But through her insecurities, she needed some type of explanation. You don't need to know all of why God has called you to be still. I don't know why God said this is the time you need to get your act together. You had a grace to smoke, drink, sex, do all you wanted. There was a grace. God forgave you. He brought you in his house. And now God is saying enough is enough. And you trying to wonder why you didn't walk into a season where you're hearing such a hard message. And you want to walk in somewhere where it's going to be okay. The grace of God to cover it all. I said that last week. Can't say it this week. Because God is saying people are taking his grace for granted. And you have an assignment while you are living. So do not walk around arrogant thinking you just got all the days in the world to live. You have an assignment. And there are souls that need you to say yes and make a decisive stand. And stop being pimped and prostituted and sex trafficked by the enemy. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly, Jesus called us adulteress. Look in the word, it calls us prostitutes. So if you, stand, if you so stand against sex trafficking, then stop being sex trafficked. Stop being pimped. Oh, did he say that? Absolutely. Sex trafficking... Sex, adulteress, that, that came from the word. Harlot, 
prostitutes been on this world, in this world. But when God wanted to use an analogy to describe his lost church, his bride, he called us adulteress, harlots, out here being slaved. And these are the kind of messages I needed to hear because I knew better because I was abandoning a greater love and I thought I was out here doing something and I thought I had swag and I thought I was believing the hype he's so handsome you feel me like thank you but I don't want to be handsome going the wrong way I don't want to, I don't want the enemy to use my looks to hurt more people Oh, that was a church boy that hurt you, huh? Oh, that was a church boy that slept with you and left, huh? That was a church boy that, nah, we making God look way. I love, I fell in love and I love him too much to misrepresent him. That's the same thing you tell your children. Don't, don't misrepresent us like that. Don't be going out there acting like we didn't, we didn't raise you. How many people ever heard that growing up? We didn't raise you like that. Right, so what do you think your father's saying? We didn't save you like that. We didn't die for you to be that. says for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles and this this is the heart of the father he's saying I get it if you was the only one in the world going through something but stop acting like you going through it by yourself no you're not receiving help we want to go through our seasons around people that won't keep us accountable or they'll smoke the pain away with us it ain't fun hanging out with sober people if you like to get high and put your stuff, put, you know, smoke it away. It ain't, that ain't fun. Until you really get it, until you, <laughs> until you really get there and you're like, hey, I need, Pastor T, I need a wisdom session. <laughs> but at first you wanted a smoke session. And you went from weed section to wisdom, weed session to wisdom session. <laughs> what if you tried the wisdom session a long time ago and then got some wisdom and applied it? What if you came to church and not let people offend you and not allow yourself to go missing for a while? What, what, like, like it's like going to the gym. Like if I just stay in the gym, I'm gonna get results. And I'm frustrated because I've been going and my biceps look the same. But you can't lift without results. And there's results unseen before there's results seen. You got to trust the process. Say, trust the process. Say, God is moving. Even when I can't see him. That's what the song say, right? We'd have made a song about that. Even when I don't see it, you work. How many people ever sang that before? But do you, is that how you live, though? 
Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop, baby. And even then he said, say that again, say that again, say that again. Hey, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Wow, we, we might sing that, we might sing that. Listen, but here's what praise does. Praise and worship will give you momentum. Yes. Now I need to take the momentum to help me obey. So good. See, you need momentum to obey until obedience is your default. I need momentum and I need examples. I need to be around other obedient people and I need to be around people that will encourage me to obey the unreasonable. Stop, stop getting wisdom from your friends that's like, bro, that's crazy. You don't need to do all that. Why are you going to church? You don't need to do all that. <laughs> Amen. I want you to look at the fruit of the person telling you you don't need to do all that. What's that word? I want you to start observing fruit more than you observe. Uh, what's that word? When you're like, man, we, we just so compatible. What's that word? Yeah, I want you to start, yeah, chemistry, compatibility. I want you to observe fruit more than compatibility. In this season, you need to check fruit. And fruit ain't always monetary stuff. Well, he must be doing something right because he got this and that and he got that. No. How's their temper? How they treating their spouse? How they treating their kids? How's their faithfulness? Purging can be lonely, but it produces abundance. Man, I wish that was a slide. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, um, no, I'm still on the first scripture, and I got a bunch more to give, and I got to be done by a specific time. Leave me alone. Listen, he said, after your brief suffering, there you go, there you go, Holy Ghost, the fog. Came out the fog, it got clear, you went back in the fog. After your brief obscure season, after your brief mundane moment, after your brief suffering, <coughs> the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his man, called you to share in his eternal glory. This is so cool. He saved me to partake in his glory. This is not once we die. You got that elder, right? You got that. This is not after death. We are to partake. Isaiah 60, my glory is upon you. He's sharing his glory with us. He will personally and powerfully restore you so how do I know that this glory is for now because in heaven ain't no need to restore. Restore you and make you stronger than ever. If you can just fight and keep fighting, you will get the strength and you will come out stronger than ever. 
Yeah, it hurts right now. Yeah, it's frustrating right now. Yeah, I don't understand right now. But I will be stronger than ever. I will not go backwards no more. I will not deal with it no more the same way. The devil will not get over on me again the same way. You need to make the devil upgrade his tactics on you. Again, the same trick. Fool me once. Fool me twice. You know how it go. Make the devil upgrade his tactics. Tonight, tell him, devil, you will not fool me again the same way. No, I'm not no simpleton. I'm not no simple-minded person no more. I'm not about to get mad because they didn't call me back. I'm not about to get upset because he didn't compliment my dress. Man, we getting frustrated over elementary stuff. Watch how angry you get when they run out of your favorite steak. Ask yourself, why am I so mad about that? Why did that anger me? Why am I so lost? Because a lost person left me. Well, if a lost person left you, that's a blessing because they was leading you the wrong way. You don't want to be the blind leading the blind. Thank God that that blind person went that way. Hopefully they run into somebody that can see. And this blind person going to go this way. And hopefully you run into somebody that can see. But two blind, thank God for getting rid of the blind person in my life. Because you was too blind to see they was blind. So God had to get away to get you away from the blind person. Because both of y'all walking down the street feeling for the pulse. You know what's funny, JT? I ain't never seen two blind people walking down the street together. Yeah, it's funny, huh? You ain't never saw no two blind. I ain't never. I always see a blind person walking with a stick that can help them. You know what I'm saying? Or I saw a blind person walking with a person that can guide them. Over here mad because that blind person left you for another blind person. You better put a praise break on the blind person leaving you. I need people around me that can see who God says I am. Fooling, fooling, fooling. I'm called to win the loss, not date the loss. Jesus. Right? Unequally yoked don't mean don't be friends with unsaved people. You sure don't sleep with one. And uncle equally yoked don't mean lost and saved. It could be two saved people that, excuse me for the spit, I got Invisalign in my mouth. It can be two saved. <laughs> 
can't wait till this is over. Amen. But I'm getting my teeth straight. Amen. <laughs> hey, it can be two saved people. <coughs> and one of them, y'all see God different. One of y'all don't believe in giving. One of y'all don't believe in going to church or serving the house of God like that. That's unequally yoked. No. He makes the two one and he can't back up on that principle. You want to know proof of making two the one? Look at my kids. And I'm sorry you sleep around. Listen, we we think we, we we didn't made sex about the thing. Let me tell you something. Jesus describes it and he says, if you even think. <laughs> you keep locking your lips with somebody. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not putting my tongue in your mouth. And I don't know about our future. That's gross. No, I'm not eating off your fork either till we get married. No DNA is crossing this line. Make them work. Stand up for yourself. Stop exchanging DNA with somebody you're not about to be married to. We got to get up out of Peter, amen. <laughs> I didn't know who you was, walked up on me like that all slow. And... I appreciate it. He shaved that beard on walking up on me like that, bro. <laughs> we, we and Wally, bro, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> amen. We need to we we need more fight. We need more fight. We need more fight. We need more fight. Say I need more fight. Enough of this. Come on, enough of this. Right, we need more fight. Stop cheering for fighters and not fighting. Right, don't you dare go see uh uh what's that what's that brother's name? What's his name, Grace? Watch Grace's face the whole time. You know who he is. What's his name? Yeah, he came to no, don't, don't try to say it off because you know exactly what I'm talking about. He a fighter in the movies. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, amen. <laughs> amen. Right? What's, a, what's a good fighting movie if it don't inspire you to fight? Right, he got his shirt off and all that. Okay, ooh, the whole movie, we just like, ooh, Michael, but I ain't even think about fighting. I'll wrestle with you, though. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
I want y'all to see something. I want y'all to see something. Who are you? And you, you got to be honest with yourself. Now, here, here, here it is. Whoever you answer it, whatever character you pick is who you've been. But it ain't who you are when you walk out of here. Look at what he says. Luke 8. Come on. This is the woman with the issue of blood. She was still suffering after spending everything. But pressing in through the crowd. No, she gave, she gave up everything and then to just be left still suffering. It says she was still suffering, but the next word, while she was suffering, she was pressing. Man, who am I talking to? While she was suffering, she was pressing. Becoming a fighter don't mean that you ain't gonna be suffering. It just means when you suffering, you gonna what? Press. You need some fight in you. Just because you spent everything, it does not mean that there's nothing left. But it just means there's nothing left you can do. But when you've done all that you can do to what? Stand. What do you do? Stand. Help is on the way. But what puts me in the way of help is I got to keep on pressing. Got to keep pressing on. Got to keep on pressing on. You got to keep pressing through the crowd, through the haters, through the fogginess, through the misunderstanding, through the weariness. I'm pressing. She came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment and instantly. I want you to see Jesus didn't touch her. Jesus didn't look at her. And Jesus didn't talk to her. You don't need nobody to call you back. Right. You need to press to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need nobody to look at you. Call. You don't need that. You need to press to Jesus. And praise God you're around leaders in a church that will not pacify Because somebody don't look at you or feed your flesh. You got the nerves to then criticize if they love or question if they love. No, I found that some of my hardest seasons was God loving me. One of my hardest moments in my life was a moment of love. When I went to jail and I called my grandma, I thought this time she was going to bail me out because she bailed me out of everything. Here's the words of my grandma. I did something stupid. I'm away out of town. I get busted. I go to jail and I call my grandma. I didn't call my mama. I didn't call nobody. I called my grandma because she always was my savior. And then my savior said, nah, baby, you're going to wait this one out. We'll see you in court. We're not bailing you out. What? Let me pray for you. I'll talk to you later. What? Offended? Oh, I'm never going back to grandma's house. No. I walked away and began to think of all her goodness. You wasn't raised that way. You didn't take advantage of the grace she was trying to give you. Her love was not enough to repent.
you needed more. So in doing crime and doing what I was doing, clearly I was looking for something and I was unsatisfied, but I allowed myself to get unsatisfied because I had more than enough to be content. May not have had that and might not have had what they had, but I had enough. I had a loving household. Didn't, I didn't have my father in my life, but I had a loving household. Right? You're so looking at what you don't have that you ignore and abandon what you do have. You don't got a loving dad, but you got a loving mama. Oh, that last church hurt me, but this church loved me. And you so caught up on what the last church did or didn't do, you can't even receive the new love, new love. See, understand, even if you're ready for it or not, as you grow older and as you advance, the Lord will love you in mature ways. <laughs> it's your fault you didn't listen to the word five years ago. But at this level, God is still treating you based on his timeline for your life. So because you didn't get it there, guess what? He's like, well, you're going to have to take some summer school. This is summer school. You're going to have to get what I tried to give you in eight months. You're going to have to get this in two months. Right? This is intensive. It's intense for you now. But I challenge you, if it's so intense, look back over the years. Did you listen then? Because <laughs> God tried to give it to you at a pace you can handle it. But ain't it funny how God didn't hold your grade up because you didn't pass last season? He still advanced you. Grace promotes. And then you got this guy, the sick man answers, sir, there's no way I can get a healed for, for, for I have no one to lower me into the water when the angel comes. As, as, as soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, somebody else jump in. Good golly gosh, look, Jesus, it must not be meant for me to get better because every time the water stirs up, other people jump over me. He didn't say other people blocked him. He said other people jumped over him. But the pool was available for everybody. But he let other people's abilities discourage him for his disability. I, I would have been rolling in. I don't get, nobody got, he said nobody carried me in. Well, maybe you at the season where the Lord says, this is a season I've been carrying you. And you haven't saw it as me carrying you. But this season, you're going to have to hop in the water and you're going to have to get up on your own. I'm here. Jesus was right there. He said, get up. How would you feel with Jesus right at your feet? He could easily reach out and help you. And he says, get up. Help is this far away. It's like, it's like you, you having a heart attack and an ambulance pull up on the side of you and park and start eating a sandwich. <laughs> you having a heart attack. And they like, go hop in. <laughs> go ahead. Got the automatic doors. Doors just popped open for you. Hop in the back. We got you. Then homie pop out the back because he's helping back. He's, come on in, bro. And you down. (gasps) 
What is God trying to tell you by not picking you up this time? He's not, yeah, he's trying to teach you a lesson. But I think he's trying to challenge you because what you're looking for, he's already deposited. Get up are words of activation. But which one are you? Are you the one pressing? Or are you the one making excuses? Are you the one that just needs somebody to carry you? Are you the one that needs somebody to make it simple for you? And then he says, there's another guy, blind Bartimaeus. They told him to shut up. He'd been blind all his life. <laughs> he heard Jesus. He couldn't see Jesus. He heard Jesus was passing through. So he started yelling. Oh, yeah, he started yelling because he didn't know where Jesus was in proximity. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the disciples, Jesus' homies who were supposed to be helping him win the loss, heal the sick. They like, bro, leave him alone. But this blind Bartimaeus time, and this is what you got to hear. I don't care what family say, friends say, job schedule say. I don't care. No, 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 no. I got to press towards Jesus because this is my time. Yeah. This is my season to get what God has for me. I'm pressing. Nope, I can't go to this extra. Can't go to this concert. Nope, I got to press. This is my, we'll go to concert later. And trust me, you're going to love it when we go to the concert next year. Because by the time next year comes, this bag I'm about to get, this healing I'm about to get, you're going to have a better friend, a healthier friend. Come on, you, they don't know they need the better version of you. So stop looking for their permission. Stop looking for them to release you and go and press. He's throwing his cloak off and he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Which one? Excuse, you need to be carried or enough is enough. This brother blind. So he got reason to be insecure. Why? Because he is known as a legal beggar. He got all the reason to be shamed. Just like the woman with this issue of blood, she should be legally stoned. But she says, shame is not about to hold me back. My insecurities, my inferiorities, where I've come from, I am not. No, 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 no. And you look all around Jesus was people who had a right to be shamed. Whether it was a leper from their skin. Whether it was the adulterers who, who, who's pouring out this oil. And Jesus like, man, where this the woman caught in the midst of adultery. Shame can't stop you. That's what you got to get. You got to put shame under your feet and say the end of shame ruling my life. The end of fear. Come on. Ruling my life. I am not a coward. I will not be afraid. I am going to step forward. I'm going to step across the line. I am going to stand up. I am going to bounce back. I am going to jump forward. I am going to believe God. I am standing. I am shouting. You will not shut me up. You will not sit me down. This is my time. Come on, say this is my time. Oh God, this is my time. My family needs me. My co-workers need me. My job needs me. My nieces need me. My nephew. Come on. My nephews need me. My father needs me. My mama needs me. My in-laws need me. 
time. Lift your hands. This is my time. God has graced me to act a fool. God has graced me to make excuses. But this is my time. I will be the man I'm called to be. I will be the woman I'm called to be. I will be the son I'm called to be. The daughter I'm called to be. Come on, lift your voices. This is your time. 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 I'm leaving it up to God. My business is in God's hands. My financial breakthrough is in God's hands. My healing is in God's hands. Come on, come on. My family reconciliation is in God's hands. I will do my part. I will love. I will forgive. I will sow. But God, you are the Lord of the harvest. Come on, lift your voices. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, whatever's in your belly, release it. It's now. This is my time. This is my time. This is my time. This is my season. I will not miss out again. Come on, I will not miss out again. I will not spend grace on ignorance and foolishness, but I will spend grace on the new in Jesus' name. I am walking in the new. stepping into the new. I don't need a new year to be new. Come on, this is my time. This is my time. Come on, pray, pray. This is my time. Repent. Whatever you got to do, this is my time. This is your time. This is your time. Come on, this is your time. This is your time. Come on, worship team, come up. This is your time. Whoever you are, come on, lift your hands right where you are. Don't wait for it. If all you can say is this is my time. This is my season. The glory of the Lord is upon me. Come on. Come on. The glory of the Lord is upon me. I'm taking shackles off. Old shackles off. The devil got to come again, but the old tricks are over. Come on. This is my time. This is my family's time. This is my children's time. This is my community's time. This is my finances' time. This is my business ideas' time. This is my season. Come on, this is the season I find my voice. This is the season I find my swag. This is the season I find my strength. This is the season I find my courage. Come on and open your mouth. This is my season. This is my season. This is my time. Come on, just for a few more moments. It is here, it is here. Tis the season to be bold. Tis the season to be courageous. Tis the season to be made whole. Tis the season. Tis the season. Testimonies. New tears are coming. New boldness is coming. New courage is coming. New relationships are coming. New love is coming. New ability to forgive is coming.
home. This is my uncle's time. He's coming home. This is my wife's time. She's coming home. This is my children's time. Come on. Come on. Intercede for your family. Declare it's your mama's time. and groans that 
that got Uncle Willie off crack cocaine. It wasn't none of this cute stuff. Crack cocaine was interrupted because there was some ugly praying. There was some moaning and growing. There was some crying out. There was some pressing. We hear you, Jesus. We hear you, Jesus. We hear you, Jesus. We hear you, Jesus. It's in the groans that addiction is broken. <laughs> we hear you, Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood, I don't know why this is so heavy on my heart. Woo. I repent to Jesus. <laughs> Elder John, he's got this picture, man. I will tell you, I, I, I don't, man, when I pray, I don't feel I got to close my eyes. I don't feel I got to get on my knees every time, like, but I was raised that way. Every time we pray, we bow our head and close our eyes. Every time we get on our knees, the way house, how, uh, uh, family prayer was is I was taught as a little kid, everybody got on their knees. But what I've noticed in this generation, we don't get on our knees. Elder John. I just had to repent. Because my grandmother showed me how to see years of crack cocaine broken. She showed me how to not go chase after a rebellious daughter in my mom a prayer back home and here I am falling with a generation where everything is pretty and cute and we don't even know how to war so I ask the Lord before everyone forgive me because if it took moaning and groaning to get me here And my grandmama didn't even have a cell phone. So they had least amount of distractions. If we don't learn how to get on our knees and give birth to revival, I don't care how cute you are, you're going to be unfulfilled. 
if you you can't cry out to the Lord. And I get this picture of the woman with the issue of blood. Here's some key words. If I can just pause. She didn't say if I could just talk to Jesus. She didn't say if I could just get a pass. She didn't say if I could get a letter to go talk to him. She said if I could, I don't, I don't know how this going to look, but if I could just touch him. She risked her life just for a touch. Do you know what she had to go through just a touch? Come on. Uh, um, if I'm going to risk my life, if you Jesus, and if I'm going to risk my life to get to you, we better have a conversation. She said, "Can if I, I'm going to risk my life just to touch his cuff. And here we are with Jesus in us. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tell you, when the crowds come, that ain't the time to put on the show. That ain't the time to be like, oh my God, look at revival. No, God is preparing a place. And I'm telling you, This level of passion to pursue God does not require feeling like it. It's the faith in the posture. It is the prostration. When's the last time you laid on your face but wasn't in pain or wasn't desperate? When the last time you prayed a desperate prayer when it wasn't desperate? No, don't wait till somebody die. Don't wait till the kids get in a car accident. What God is saying, we can, man, we can have power, but it takes utter, just humiliation. This generation needs it. I'll tell this brief story. I ain't never since I moved to Canada had a job except this. Most people don't even know. But I have, a, I have a job. I have a second. I work somewhere. Work at a place called Wagner Hills. <laughs> I work at a place called Wagner Hills. If anybody know, it's a recovery place. Maybe I can pull from a different place because I'm sitting across from people who are fighting just to see their kids again because of a drug, because of alcohol. And I see men and women so desperate and they're at the bottom. They had everything, they lost it. Family don't trust them no more. The pain and the shame that people are in and every last one of them are sons of somebody. The stories are horrific of what drove them to addiction. From abuse to, it's, it's wild. And what I'm saying, you guys, is just trust me, there is so many people in severe pain. Do not take the grace on your life for granted that that drug addict needs you to cry out and press 
Because if it was your brother or your sister or your mama, right, there's pain. Like people are in severe pain. One of the residents, he came two weeks ago with his family. The night everybody gave their life to Christ, he came that morning and they visited our church. We hugged and I see him all the time when I go to work. But that same night, his kids came back and gave their life to Christ and made Love Quest a church home. But it's like, man, what I'm telling you, Love Quest, we did not moan and groan to get to this place. We went off those scriptures that said, I'm going to give you houses you didn't build. Land you didn't. What I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, why is this fight word? Put it all together. It's harvest time. And if you think the devil is about to let go of sons and daughters easy, you got it. You think the devil about to let go of your family easy? Just because we got you in the, the moment you put them in the bucket, the clamps went stronger. So you think you about to get your family back because they in a bucket? <laughs> this is where you went nine months pregnant. Oh yeah, it's due season. But this is the season where you're going to have to push. And let me help you. There's no C-sections in this one. You're going to have to push this one. You're going to have to humble yourself. You're going to have to be willing to get your hair a little bit. You're going to have to be willing to let your makeup. You're going to have to be willing to prostrate. Oh, I know who she fighting for. And this is what I saw grandmama doing at one in the morning. I didn't know till I got older, but Uncle Willie was on crack cocaine. Yeah. Uncle Willie you see dancing and shouting Uncle Willie would never be here without a mama that did this until he came home L listen she didn't go chasing him in the streets <laughs> I walked every single night you know little kids got a TT middle of the night every single night I go TT and now I see I had the TT, but God used it. I needed to walk past my grandma, and my grandma had a blanket on her all the time, wrapped over her head, and she was sitting. And I know different prayers. At the table, we eating, my grandma watching me. It's only a matter of time where she just say, baby, God is good. And she work herself happy. She starts shouting at Jesus. She pushed herself away from the table and she just walk around the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She'll go on for about 10 minutes. That's who babysat me. Yeah. But then it was the middle, late in the midnight hour. We all, we, we all looking for sudden lease in the midnight hour. But don't forget what Paul and Silas was doing at midnight. And if you go study, the prison they was put in was yay high. They had to lay prostrate. <laughs> but then there was a cry that I heard in the middle of the night. 
And every time in the middle of the night, there was a whole lot of snotting going on. That was a different prayer. One was a praise, thank you Jesus. The other was a Romans 8 intercession, moans and groans that you can't even articulate and the Holy Spirit prays for you. We're in a season, in a time and in a world where we don't know what to pray. But the Holy Spirit does. But he can only pray these things through a surrendered, humbled spirit and soul. And our bodies, why did Jesus have to die like this? Why couldn't he just die like this? This posture means something. Posture matters. You walk by a bench and you see somebody hunched over, you probably are gonna say, if you say something, are you okay, ma'am? Posture means something in the spirit. You don't have to say nothing, but that posture means sad. But what does that posture mean? I need you, Lord. What does this posture mean? I mean, I, I, there's some I need you, Lord. But posture matters. That's why we raise our hands. We surrender. We receive. God's calling us to a posture of prostration in this season. And if you want a soft mat and a rug, you're going to have to get here early. But I really feel like God is calling his church to a place of intercession because the enemy is very upset. And it is harvest time. But any farmer can tell you that harvest time is the hardest time. And it's a timeline. It's a window of time to harvest the crop. So what God is saying, don't waste all the word, don't waste all the praise, all the dancing we did, all the late nights, all the spontaneous worship. We've pressed to this point. So how dare us come to this point and loosen up and just think folks gonna walk through the door. Hey, they coming, now let me tell you something. People are trinkling in. The promise wasn't about a trinkle. It was about a king tide. You don't get king tied without some shifting and some shaking and some moving and some wrestling. Don't get excited. We celebrate trinkles, but we don't get content with trinkles. It's all I'm saying is I don't know who with me from worship team, prayer team, but this also applies in your personal life. Your prayer posture is going to have to change. It can't be cool. You're gonna have to carve out some time, even if it's 15 minutes, but it's gonna have to be some God. It's gonna have to be, ah. Uh. The harvest, every person, every single name in that bucket is coming. And they may not come here. But you're gonna get a phone call, they at some church. They may not come here, but every single bucket, before they die, will get right with Jesus. But if you love them so much, you're gonna have to change your posture. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you 
for your faithfulness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your posture on the cross. We thank you that you died arms wide open to receive the world. Your posture on the cross was your heart was wide open for everybody. You were vulnerable. You loved us. You showed it. You proved it. When you could have said something, when you could have said not guilty, your word says you didn't say one word. When you could have fought back, when you could have called all of heaven to assist you, you said, not my will, but your will be done. It was you that showed us how to pray while you were in agony, laying prostrate in the garden of Gethsemane. It was you who did not punish your enemies, but you forgave your enemies. It was you who showed us the posture to glory. The posture to glory. Jeez. The Lord says, we have lost our wonder because we lost our posture. Shout unto God with Shekabah. Lord, forgive us. May we not have a rushing posture. I don't have time posture. A fast food posture. A standing in line at Starbucks waiting for a latte posture. Lord, may we be willing, like other religions, just publicly will bow down. Why is that posture so important to other major religions to bow down and prostrate themselves? Lord, thank you for calling Love Quest back to the posture that broke chains, the posture that broke addiction in my family, the posture. I declare that that used to be our posture, the cool posture, the casual posture, the fast food posture, the let me get it in quick posture. But Lord, I just declare there will be a move in this place where we will prostrate ourselves before you. May we find ourselves on our knees praising you and worshiping you and adoring you. your train has filled this temple may we not be so familiar with it Lord said we're going glory to glory and as he sends people he wants to train people from the gate the posture that will bring them into the place of walking in the fullness of their salvation. There's religions that are walking through these doors that are familiar with this posture. Lord, may your church get familiar 
with this posture where we, we get low and we honor you as God, Yahweh. The Bible says in Revelations that the angels cast their crowns at his feet. Where? At his feet. Lord, we sit at your feet tonight. And we cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. Lord, our city needs you. Our families need you. We need you, God. The darkness is thick, it's heavy, but your light shines through. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you to save our marriages, save our families, save our brothers, save our sisters, save our in-laws, save our co-workers, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Lord, we break the chains of alcoholism. We need our fathers back. We need our mothers back. We need our brothers back. Lord, we break the chains of rage. We break the chains of anger, Lord. Lord, we come against pharmacia, we come against cocaine and heroin and so much, God. It's so much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. We can't do this without you, God. It's too much. devil is attacking our children's sexuality and it's too much God we need your help we need your help God we need truth to shine
suicide. Be broken. Suicide, be broken. Depression. Depression, be broken. We command depression to be lifted. Lifted, Jesus. Be 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 lifted, Jesus. Mental disease, be lifted, Jesus. Bipolar disorder, be lifted, Jesus. Schizophrenia, be lifted, Jesus. We lift you higher, Jesus, and higher and higher and higher. We lift you above every name. Lift you above cancer, Jesus. Heal our aunties, heal our mothers, heal our grandmothers. Go in that hospital room, Jesus. Heal our fathers, Jesus. Liver disease. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuestINTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.